0: Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still In your sins. If Christ is not risen. Your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. Everything we believe as new covenant believers. Is ours. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We received everything. Because of his resurrection. And the beautiful thing about the process of God. Is even when man didn't understand it. I don't think the devil understood it either or he would not have allowed Jesus to die because that which looked like a defeat was his defeat. That which looked like Jesus was going down was the devil going down. And that which looked hopeless to man I gave him three and a half years of my life. I gave up my fishing. I gave up tax collecting. There was a lot of money there. And I followed this guy and all of a sudden he dies on me. What seemed hopeless to man was the beginning of a new hope. Was the beginning of dreams. What seems like everything had come to an end was just the beginning. Was just the beginning. Go to Romans chapter 4 please. I know my time is very very short but I just want to put some word in there before you all go home today. Romans chapter 4. Let's start at verse 24. I'm amused that we celebrate Christmas with such pomp and glamour. And yeah, we should. It's beautiful. Birthdays are special. But I'll tell you something, folks. The birth didn't do nothing for you. The only reason the angels celebrated the birth of Jesus was prophetically declaring what would happen 33 and a half years in the future. The whole point of joy to the world, the Lord is come, was because of the cross of Jesus Christ. The whole point of glory to God in the highest and on earth peace was about the cross of Jesus Christ. If it was not for the cross, everything we do is futile. It's in vain. My friend, if Jesus didn't rise, we wouldn't be here. This is not a religion of some good person that lived a good life. This is a life that is given to us this is a life that has been transferred to us. This Christian life is not a lonely life because now Christ lives in you. This Christian life is not you trying to live up to God's expectations anymore because now God did not just expect you to come up with the with the stuff. He transferred His life to you and now you are living in Him. It is no longer I that live but Christ that lives in me. Listen to me. The power that is now in you is not your will. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 4 verse 24. But also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised Jesus up. Who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. There is no salvation experience until you believe that Jesus died and rose again. Religion will tell you that Jesus died and they want you to stop right there. But if it stopped right there, everything we are here for is a waste of our time. The truth of the matter is, not only did he die, but Jesus rose again. Because the only thing a new covenant believer will have to look forward to would be a death. But thanks be to God that he didn't just remain in the grave. On the third day, he rose again. And therefore, what we look forward to in the new covenant is not a death, but life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses, who was delivered up for our offenses, meaning the cross was for your sin, but was raised because of our justification. Not only did Jesus Die for your sins. He has risen again to justify you. Listen to me. This is the thing that church people miss all the time. Because what is the point of Jesus dying and rising again? Is it that we can hail someone as a hero? Is it that we can hail someone as a conqueror? Is it that we can hail someone as doing something impossible? Now that's amazing. But that doesn't mean nothing to me. All I can do is sit in a pew and clap at this awesome guy who did some amazing thing. The truth of the matter is this Jesus did not come as God. He came as man. Not only did he come as man, he came as me. He came as me. Jesus did not just come for me, He came as me, which means when He died, I died with Him. When he was buried, I was buried with him. Now watch this. When he rose again, I rose with him. This message is not just a victory of Jesus Christ. And while we should hail him and we have praised him and we have glorified him. This Easter celebration is about your victory. And the Satan would love. To have you believe that it was only about Jesus and what Jesus did. And so you sit there and go, God, you are awesome while well, I suck. God, you are amazing. I'm a sinner. The whole point of it was not to prove to you that he can do it. The whole point was to prove to you that in him, you did it. Boy, I'm telling you, I know the whole church world is sitting there celebrating Easter and it's like, what does it do to me? Nothing. Nothing. Here's the funny thing. Easter didn't do anything for man until 50 days later. Jesus died and rose again. But it didn't change anything. A bunch of dead bo- dudes got up and ran around Jerusalem it says. But it didn't do anything for us. Nothing changed to the people. Nothing from. Peter after Jesus rose again went right back to fishing. It didn't change anything. Because we miss the whole point of the Trinity working in the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We only see Jesus there and we miss the bigger picture because the whole point was about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. This was the triune God trying to sell themselves to you, saying, Look what I can do for you. We were told all our life that God was up in heaven and He turned His face away from Jesus. Beloved, that's not what my Bible says. The Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in Christ. He was not cut away. He is not distant from your infirmity. Father God is not up there with a long white beard that has nothing to do with you. Father God felt your sin. He felt your pain he felt it when Jesus cried out he said my God my God why have you forsaken me it wasn't because God forsook him but it's because that's how we felt when we sin guilt makes us feel like God has turned his back on us it was the same feeling Adam had when he was walked out of the garden and Adam thought father papa was kicking him out of the garden papa was rejecting him when all along the father was protecting him for a greater redemptive plan Where God would finish the work once and forever. Where once you are in Christ. The ignorance of man can no longer separate him from being one with God. It's really quiet in this Presbyterian church today. But I'm going to keep preaching. We don't understand what happened there. It was the father. It is the father who sent his son. This is not some Jesus said. You know what daddy I'm just going to go rescue them. I know you're mad at them, Papa. But I'm just going to go rescue them. That's not how it went. Papa, send Jesus for you. If you miss that, you will look at the Jesus satisfying the desire of an angry God. That's not how it went. Beloved, you are not sinners in the hands of an angry God. You are saints in the hands of a happy God. He's a happy God. And everything He did... Was not to prove to you that he was God. Was to prove to you that he wants to be one with you. The point of Easter. The point of resurrection. The point of this is not so God could prove you that he conquered death, hell and the grave. But to prove to you that now in him you have conquered death, hell and the grave. This is really important church. This is really important church. And where was the Holy Spirit? That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead Romans 8:11. The same spirit. He was not far away. He was reconciling man. He was trying to bring man back. He was raising Jesus mortal dead body. He was bringing life to the human dead body of Jesus and that same spirit has given life to your dead bodies. You want to know how powerful the Holy Spirit is in resurrection? It didn't do a thing for us. We didn't even realize what the resurrection did for us until 50 days later on the day of Pentecost. <laughs> That's the first time man felt resurrection power. When they were gathered together in one accord and there came a sound That sounded like the sound of a mighty rushing wind and there appeared over them tongues of fire for the first time the disciples felt resurrected. Where was the Holy Spirit? Right there, right there, all along. Turn to Hebrews 9 as I close this. Hebrews chapter 9, talking about Jesus. Are you with me today, family? I know my time is running up, but stay with me. Verse 24, please, Santos. Y'all got to go back and read Hebrews 9. It's powerful. It's powerful. He was raised for our justification. Say, he was, he was delivered for our trespasses, but He was raised for our justification. He was delivered for our trespasses, meaning He died for our sins, but He rose again to justify us. People have often said, justification is God's way of seeing you as if you never sinned. But may I present to you that justification is not just a past tense act of God. That justification is God's way of seeing you as if you will never sin. Oh help me preach somebody. So the next time that guilt comes on you say I'm justified. He didn't just purify you. He didn't just sanctify you beloved. He justified you. Now you are justified. Meaning what? At no point am I unworthy before God. Is it because of how good you are? Is it because you keep the Ten Commandments? Is it because you're a nice person? No, my friend, it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 24, for Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself. You want to know how heaven and earth collide? You want to know how the two worlds come together? But into heaven itself, now to appear In the presence of God for us. He is in our place. In our stead. God has decided to look at man through Christ. Can I mess with you just a little bit? I know I got visitors but I I just like messing with you. For God to see sin on you. God has to see sin on his son. Watch 25. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year. Speaking of the high priest in the Old Testament. Every year with the blood of another. Implying that this high priest did not go with the blood of another animal. But this high priest entered into heaven with his own blood. Now watch this. Oh this is going to mess your theology but I'm not going to go there. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. Hebrews tells us clearly that Jesus died once. People have wrongfully assumed that the foundation of the world is implying that before the worlds were created that Jesus died. This is talking about the foundation of the new world. For Christ only died once. If he had died before the foundation of the world, then Adam's sin wouldn't matter. It would have been covered. Since the foundation of the world, this is Paul talking to Hebrews who understood the times. But now, once at the end of the ages, the funny thing is in your King James it says at the end of the world. Messes with your eschatology, doesn't it? Either Paul is lying or you are. I pick you. (laughs) But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put sin away by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 27 says a verse that has been misconstrued again. And it is appointed for men once to die, but then after this, Judgment, And for years I thought that's talking about us. We're going to die and then we're going to be judged. Read verse 26. He's talking about Jesus our substitute paying for our sins. Read verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins. 28 again the context is Christ dying for the sins of men. So what is this that is appointed for man to die once? The word men there is the word anthropos. From where we get the word Anthropology, which is the study of mankind. It is saying it is appointed for man to die once. <laughs> this is not speaking about me and you dying once. It's talking about Jesus who died for mankind once. Come on now. Some of y'all are like, I'm going to go home and read that. Go home and read that. And then judgment the word judgment there is the word justice or the word sentence it is appointed for man to die once jesus died only once he's not going to die again just because you messed up don't mean he's going to go oh my god i missed that one on i got to get back on the cross all your sins are covered he died once and forever it is done it is finished it's done it is appointed for man Mankind to die once. Jesus became mankind and died once. And then God declared the sentence, Forgiven! My God, my God, my God. We're celebrating Jesus rising up, but here's the funny thing. When they came to celebrate him rising up, he said, don't touch me. Mary sees him in the garden think he's the gardener and Jesus says don't touch me for i haven't ascended to the father yet yes. what's going on what's going on he had just risen up he just got out of hell jesus dies goes into hell colossians chapter 2 tells us that he beat satan paraded him paraded satan <laughs> He's a mighty devil. Is he really? Jesus whooped him and paraded him. And Jesus didn't do it as God. He did it as you. So that you can rightfully and legally say, I beat Satan. When? In Christ. And then on the third day, he rises again with with the keys of death, hell and the grave. And Mary happens to see him on his way up. And tries to stop him and say, God, I miss you, Jesus, I miss you. And he says, don't touch me. Why? I haven't ascended. I haven't paid for sin yet. I got to go up, Hebrews 10. He went up to the holy place not by, made by the hands of men. And he poured the blood upon the mercy seat. And then once and forever, God has declared mankind forgiven. Now the only thing that keeps you from salvation is your ignorance and Satan will do everything to tell you, you don't need Jesus you don't need the blood of Jesus, my friend he has paid it all for you, he paid for your sin, he paid for your eternal life he paid for your sickness, what is holding you back from saying, wow, what a free gift, what an amazing savior how can I have this Jesus the whole point of this the whole point of this is so you can open your eyes and see, Jesus didn't just die for me He died as me. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. The judgment is already past. But it's waiting for you to accept it. If you don't accept it, no man comes to the Father except through Jesus. Except through Jesus. But didn't he die for everybody? Yeah, he did die for everybody. Hell is going to be full of forgiven sinners. The question is not are they forgiven. The question is have you accepted it? Have you accepted it? What a beautiful privilege on an Easter to say I want to make sure my eternity is secure forever. I don't know where I'm going to go if I were to die today. Well, you can know for sure today by giving your life to Jesus. I'm looking at people right now that are like, right now, yeah, imagine Easter 2017, the day I gave my life to Jesus. The day I entered into Christ. What a privilege that will be. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, and all of you watching online, you can stay there. In the last couple of minutes that I have of this beautiful, amazing Easter service that we've had, It would be my greatest privilege today to lead you to Jesus Christ. This Jesus who died to pay it all. He didn't stop. He didn't quit. He went all the way. If you're in this room today and you're like, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, you can be sure today. You can give your life to Jesus and eternal life is yours. My friend. stop trying to please God. Enter into His pleasure. Our own efforts can never work. Our own works can never save us. Good works don't save us. Only the grace and the free gift of God saves us. If you are in this room today, you're probably visiting, you're probably watching online, my friend, around the world. Whoever you are, wherever you are, this Easter would be an amazing day to say, I give my life to Jesus. I want to start fresh. That nudging you're feeling on your heart, that's the Holy Spirit. The other voice that is telling you this is a joke, that's the devil. Your eternity hangs today. What are you going to do? What do you say about this Jesus? You reject Him or you accept Him? If you want to accept this Jesus, I know my time is up. But I'm going to ask all of you in this room, would you stand with me please? with your eyes closed. Thank you, Jesus. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ, this God who died, not just for you, but as you, and you say, I want, I want to receive Him. I don't want to be ignorant of it anymore. My people perish. I don't want to perish. I want Jesus. If there's anybody here that would say, I need this Jesus Christ, don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. I'm not going to bring you to the front. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I want you to be bold enough to pray this prayer and say, I want to receive Jesus Christ today. I'm not sure that if I were to die right now, where I'm going to go. I want to be sure. So with your eyes closed, please, I'm going to ask you, make that decision today. And you're saying, I want to come to Jesus. All of you watching online. All of my friends in this room, I need Jesus. All you have to do, beloved, is not come to the front, not cry and bawl, none of that stuff. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's all you got to do. So if that is you, then I'm welcoming you today to pray this prayer with me and mean it with all your heart and join all my friends here and many in this room that are saying it for the first time. Say these words, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am needing a savior on this resurrection day i give you my life i give you my all i give you the good the bad the ugly i come to you as i am jesus thank you for accepting me thank you for dying for me thank you for shedding your blood for me i confess in my i confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that jesus christ is my lord That He is my Savior, my Redeemer. That He died for me. That He rose again for me. And right now, He lives in my heart. By His Spirit. From this day forward, I am saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, you are born again. You are born again. Your eternity is secure forever. Family, would you raise your hand for the blessing? Stay. On this resurrection day, I bless you with resurrection power. I release that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead into your homes, into your businesses, into your marriage, into your relationship, into your choices. I release that same spirit that gives life. Let it give life to your mortal body. And let the spirit of God flush out every spirit of infirmity, sickness and disease. I decree today you are free. You were dead. You were buried, but now you are alive in Christ. And now you are seated with Him in heavenly places, far above all principality and power. I bless your homes. I bless everything you put your hands to on this Resurrection Sunday. May your life be filled with laughter. May your home be filled with joy. May your home be filled with life. In Jesus' name, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. May you operate in resurrection power and let everything you put your hands to come to life. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God. To him, Jesus, be blessing, glory, honor, dominion, and power forever.
1: If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth, and believe in my heart, that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever, In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at CCIM, P.O. Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.